Welcome back to the No House Advantage NFL Strategy Show as we get you ready for a big Thursday night football contest on No House Advantage. Myself, more importantly, Greg Ehrenberg is here. Tyler is producing. We appreciate you rolling with us for the next 30 or so. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button. And please, if you're not already, then subscribe away. We have three content full channels for you to get involved on. Greg, my friend, we're back again. And it's always a conversation at the start of the show about Thursday night, about the game itself. We've got an interesting narrative, at least, where it's Kirk Cousins in primetime versus the old and ancient one in Ben Roethlisberger on a short week. So at least we have something to discuss at the very least before we dive into some props here. Yeah, and I was talking about this game earlier with uh, with Ben Ross. We, we did the, uh, the the breakfast menu show together. I always get I always get it confused in my head. I always think of it Breakfast Club, which oh. I've actually done before when I when I try to fill up my hours and figure out what I did for the week. I've accidentally written it in as the the Breakfast Club show before. But but that aside, I've called the, it on the Breakfast Club by the way on the betting show <laughs> with Ben. So uh, yes, I understand your frustration. <laughs> yeah, that's so, fair enough. And I'm not the only one who's made that mistake. Yes. But, but the, the NFL is on quite the losing streak when it comes to these primetime games there's some sort of issue every single week there's bad weather the game sucks the team sucks sometimes it's all three of them combined sometimes it's two of the three there aren't massive stakes at this game but it is a must win if either of these teams wants to potentially make the playoffs they're going to have to win this game potentially win out the rest of the season so both these teams still have something to play for and there's going to be some injuries to break down particularly over on the viking side yeah and i think that's the interesting one with the running back position where you know we're still awaiting what's going on and even for no house advantage specifically for no house advantage we don't have any dalvin cook on there i I know that there's a question about what could happen so what i am interested in is what happened like we know if dalvin cook is out okay alexander madison is probably already a, a, a play 85 and a half rushing yards the half rushing touchdown do you play Madison at all from a fade standpoint if Cook's in? Because it does kind of work to our advantage. Normally, let's say Madison was doubtful or out and he was still involved in here and somebody went out and played Madison props. Well, they would be SOL because you're not going to get any points. But it also works to our favor, I think, right in this case where Cook's not on the board. But if Cook plays, what does that do? Can we fade Madison and take advantage of that? Yeah, for sure. And uh, what, what are the specific lines on Alexander Madison right now? The, the answer is yes. He's easy, easy guy to look at unders for if Dalvin Cook plays. But what are the actual numbers? And Because then we can also break down what happens if Cook is out. 85 and a half rushing yards, a half. So it's a yes or no prop for a rushing touchdown. Rushing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is, I'll give out, here's what our current projections are for Alexander Madison. Keep in mind, as Eitan just said, we are currently assuming our projections, Dalvin Cook sits, Alexander Madison starts a running back and plays. Now, if you look at the Vikings situation, it was assumed that Dalvin Cook was, as I just knocked something off my desk, uh, it was assumed, it was assumed <laughs> that, that Dalvin, by the way? What, what was that? Do you need to get that, by the way? or are you No, like, no, no, it, it, okay. it's gone. It fell on the floor. We're throwing it out. I could get a new cell phone. So the, the, the Dalvin oh. Cook, it was assumed he was out. He, he banged up his shoulder and at least initial reports where he was going to miss an extended period of time. Then all of a sudden, uh, practice starts this week, and he's, he's on the field practicing with the team in a limited fashion. He starts to say, you know, what's going on here? So maybe the injury to Alvin Cook, not as significant as it appears. But long story short, for no house advantage purposes, overs for Alexander Madison, if Dalvin Cook is out, if Dalvin Cook isn't, very easy to look at unders for Alexander Madison. That would be our 10-point play for sure if there's no Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and, and this I is... I mean, if there is Dalvin Cook, there my is. Bad. 
part of me. And and yeah, this is a rare opportunity where the injury factor and somebody playing works in our favor, where normally it's a guy who's already out that we're warning people not to play. Now, Harris, on the other hand, he sits at 65 and a half rushing yards, same number on the rushing touchdown at a half. Yeah, and uh, as for Najee Harris, I don't think this is the best game script for him. Uh, if you just look at, well, there's a couple of things also. Number one, I don't think the Steelers' offense is particularly good. I know the Vikings just lost the game to the Detroit Lions. I'm not too, I mean, I'm certainly a little bit concerned about it, but not overly concerned to the point where I say like, oh, Vikings shouldn't be favored in this game. And Najee Harris, if you look at his box scores this year, he's getting the ball no matter what, but it's through the air if the Steelers are down. If they're up ahead, it's on the ground, and they suck at running football. Have you looked at the efficiency numbers for Najee Harris this year? It's brutal. Now, how much of that was in, in the first four or five weeks where the Steelers offensive line was like Giants O-line bad versus it is getting better? But to your point, it hasn't it hasn't like evened out. It's just made it look a little bit. It's lipstick on a pig, it looks like. So over the last seven games, how many times did you guess that Najee Harris has averaged more than four yards per carry? Oh, I would say in the last seven, I'd say two. Zero is okay. the answer. So he's been massively inefficient running the ball for the year. He averages 3.6 yards per carry. So here's a couple of ways to look at Najee Harris. If the Steelers are ahead, he's going to be running the ball a decent amount, but he's pretty inefficient on the ground. So there's no guarantee that he'd hit the over for his rushing prop. Now, if they are down, they're just going to throw him the ball a bunch. We've seen him get as many as 19 targets in the passing game this year. And there are games where the Steelers are trailing. They just don't run the football very much. The recent losses. Against the Bengals, he carried the ball eight times. Against the Chargers, 12 times. Against the Packers, 15 times. Against the Bengals, 14 times. Against the Raiders, 10 times. And that's something that seems like the most likely scenario here. So I, I like the under for his rushing yards. All right, so we'll keep it moving here and, and go to the quarterbacks. But again, the big thing with Madison to keep in mind is what happens with Dalvin Cook and yes. take advantage of the fact that Madison's not... Again, I want to make sure that people understand this for no house advantage, Greg, which is... If Dalvin Cook is ruled in, you won't magically see Cook here and Madison out. This is what we have to play with. Exactly. And, and then on the, the flip side, too, if any of these players who are currently in the, in the over-unders for no house advantage, you and I mention this all the time, but I think it's important if anybody's Absolutely. new to the platform, if anybody gets ruled out, their unders aren't wins. If anybody gets ruled out, the unders are lost. So don't play anybody who isn't playing. All right, so let's hit the quarterbacks up here. No issue as far as concern on health with them not playing it's just the wear and tear week 14 of the season short week for both teams i'm with you by the way as far as the bounce back even if it's regression right back to the middle here for minnesota this is not a team who's going to spiral and lose everything after losing to detroit who, who's been covering football games mind you i think and you alluded to this the bigger concern is pittsburgh and their offense so let's start with roethlisberger 245 and a half passing yards one and a half passing touchdowns and a half interception. Yeah, so I think the way that we have to look at the numbers, by the way, I missed, did you say Cousins or Roethlisberger first? Uh, Big Ben, sorry. Okay, so so for Big Ben, that, that's my fault. I just, uh, the, the sound okay. cut out for a second on, on me. Uh, so as for Ben Roethlisberger, I, he just seems so washed to me. It's and yes. I, I it, it, if I have to take a side of this, I guess it's going to be the over for interception just because you force Ben to throw the football and it just seems like something bad is going to happen. This is I, I'm, I'm trying to think who I, I can't believe he's still playing. 
if you just think about his contemporaries when he first came into the league, all of those guys are are gone. What was his draft class? Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Jake Cutler might have been in that draft class too. It's guys who haven't been relevant for a while, and the Steelers were expected to be a relatively competitive team this year with Roethlisberger at quarterback, but he just seems past it to me, and he's he's taking a whole bunch of sacks as of late. Like you said, the offensive line isn't very good. In terms of passing yardage per game, that's been fairly low. He hasn't had a game with over 275 passing yards since week three against the Bengals. So it's been a tough stretch for Roethlisberger. I'm fine with the over for interceptions, the under for passing yards. Uh, Either of those look pretty decent to me. Cousins, a little bit higher. 290 and a half for his passing yards, two and a half passing touchdowns, and the half interception. Boy, it's tough to figure out whether I like the under for passing yards or under for the touchdowns more. I'm going to have to say the under for touchdowns just based on our projections. We have the under for passing yards being a pretty solid look too. the under for passing yards because we haven't projected for 268.8 passing yards. But that two and a half touchdowns, especially when I know how's advantage, there's no sort of, you know, minus or plus money on either side. It's just here's the prop win, lose. And we have not projected right around one and a half touchdown passes. So if you're asking me what are the odds that Kirk Cousins has three plus touchdown pass in the game? I mean, it's probably, what, a 15% outcome or something like that. So to me, the, the best play here on a percentage basis is Kirk Cousins. That's a very high, a very high confidence interval play. Yeah, for the majority here, at least where I am in PA, the books have it at one and a half. Now, it's a little juiced to the over, but it's tilting, you know, as I, I think you're going to see it. It's at minus 135, just up to 130, but it was at 140. So I do think, uh, see, you dropped your phone and now my camera's going all over the place. So <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, this is, we, yeah, we could almost see, we could almost see off screen there. And now it looks like you're, uh, you're, you're warping almost it looked the way, the way it's moving, but <laughs> sorry about that. No, anyway. it's, yeah, it's just a uh, faux pas comedy of errors here when it comes to our technology. I don't know. And we're only here for a limited time. We're really maximizing it. All right. So anything be, yeah, I I'm with you there. The two and a half, especially because you know that if it does hit two and a half on the books, it's going to be heavily juiced to the under there. We don't have any of that on no house advantage. Is that where would you put that level of confidence play? Just curious, you know, we see Tyler with the big board behind us. What type of point play would you associate the under for Kirk Cousins passing? Not not for Tyler to, to rearrange it. I'm just saying for you personally. Yeah. Whatever's most inconvenient for Tyler. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I would like to, to pick right now, but it's, it's, it's and also it's hard to really build these lineups right now. We don't know this. We don't know the status sure. of you know Dalvin Cook, but yeah, it, it's right up there as as a six or seven point play. Very very confident. Well, that's the thing too. The the builder that you have and you can see there in the top right of the screen, the lineup builder, the multi entry generator is where you can go with no house advantage and allocate certain amount of points. So you could take this specific prop and say, oh well, look, I heard Greg say you said what six to four or something like that, right? five to three and uh, oh, I heard, right. I didn't want to quote you. No, no, no. Fact. It was, it was, it was hot for, for the for cousins cu- under. Yeah. No, that, that was uh for, for the touchdown passes. That's right. yeah. That, I said that was six or seven, six or seven. Pardon me. All right. So what you can do is you part of me, go to the lineup builder and put in there the prop cousins under two and a half touchdowns. And for the multi-entry generator, you can put anywhere from seven to six or seven to five, and it's going to work that in there on a bigger lineup. So that's why I always ask Greg as far as his confidence level on plays to give you all out there an idea of where you can stretch that 
of the multi-generator. You thought I was just, you know, killing time. See? <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you were trying to make an issue for Tyler, which I'm on board with. Tyler <laughs> knows that's that's one of that's one of the things I very much enjoy doing. Whenever I'm hosting shows, whenever I'm trying to sign it off, I try to change my cadence. I pause at weird times just because I want him to 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 click the music at the wrong time. Have you hit him with like a, a 20 second Rome pregnant pause where you're just staring at the camera before you sign off? I've, I've done everything. I, there, there's nothing I haven't done to try to mess him up. Oh, man. How often does it work? How often is he messed up? How often do you get him? He's, he's more on his toes now because he knows yeah. I tried to do it. At the beginning, I got him very, very frequently, though. We're going to have to work together and I'm going to have to hit him randomly on some subtle shit out of nowhere with like the second thing you've done to him. And I have no idea what it is, but it, we'll have to keep him on his toes because he probably thinks, oh, cruise control. I can put my feet up. Shander's hosting and I don't have to worry about Greg. And his oh, he, he, here's here's one thing I did do to, to throw him off. One time I was the analyst and Emac was hosting and I just signed the show off when when I was not the host. <laughs> well, <laughs> who was caught more off guard? Was it Tyler or Emac? It doesn't matter. Emac, Emac's 800 <laughs> years old. He'll just keep talking. There's another cameras have stopped. Tyler's the one who's got to be producing the show. Wow. <laughs> You're just spraying right now. Emac to Tyler. Nobody's safe. <laughs> no, no, never, never, never. I love it. All right, man. Let's go to the wideouts here. And let's start with Minnesota, actually, because Adam Thielen is out. And again, we talked about a rare scenario earlier with Alexander Madison. Well, this is the more common one that Greg alluded to, which is Thielen is out, yet his name and face are still there. Don't play Adam Thielen. All right. You're not going to get any points. You're not going to out sneak the field by going under here. We know Jordan, uh, Justin, pardon me, Jefferson is on an absolute tear right now. So we'll get to him first and then KJ Osborne in a second. Jefferson is at 90 and a half receiving yards, six and a half receptions. And I know because I was looking at a same game parlay from Odd Shopper earlier in the day that we have him projected at 6.6. So that's pretty sharp for receptions, Greg. Yeah, if I had to take one side on the receiving yards, it'd be a slight lean towards the over with Adam Thielen out. We have Justin Jefferson projected for nearly 100 receiving yards. With that said, it's a pretty narrow uh, edge right there when we're looking at you know less than 10 yards in terms of our projection compared to the actual number. Totally agree with you on the catches, though. Catches we have nearly right on the money. So slight lean towards receiving yards if you're looking to play multiple lineups or if you just look and throw something as a one- or two-point interval confidence play. The over for Justin Jefferson makes sense, but it's, it's a pretty lofty line already. So here's the thing about NHA is that these aren't moving. So when you look at Adam Thielen being out, the books right now – have KJ Osborne at 42 and a half. Now that's split down the middle at minus 115. So neither side is weighted by any means, Craig. NAJ, on the other end, has him at 30 and a half receiving yards and two and a half reception. So that's not fully updated with Thielen's absence. No, and easy overs on both. Uh, I maybe feel a little bit better about the passing yards, but about the receiving yards, but but either way. I think you could you could go no wrong with either of them. KJ Osborne over for receiving yards should hit. The over for reception should hit. This is just one of those easy DFS type value scenarios. If you're comparing to something like FanDuel or DraftKings, it's the equivalent of you got the starter out, the backup comes in, and all of a sudden there's points per dollar value. It's the same thing you're looking at KJ Osborne over on the receptions, over on the receiving yards, both good plays. All right, let's move back to the Steelers here. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, the only two options. 
that we have here. And, and by the way, I'm assuming that Osborne is a seven six, right? And Jefferson was probably based on your tone, more so four three, maybe three two play. No, I, I think lower priority for Justin Jefferson, just because we have a decent amount of value for this one for a Thursday night game. And we had we had we had props you like for the running backs for the, the ridiculous two and a half total for Kirk Cousins at QB. That should I mean, really fair line would be one and a half. And that'd be right on the money. But two and a half is super high. So I, I, Justin Jefferson, pretty low confidence interval play. K.J. Osborne is, is going to be behind for me, the Kirk Cousins and Alexander Madison props for sure. Right there at the top. When you say behind, I'm sorry. Did you mean like four, three, or or like right there at the top at seven? Oh, uh, behind, as in a slightly less confidence interval. Got it's it. funny because you know, you know, that's like one of those things. Sometimes I'll look at the conference seating props that books have up, and it's like over under the seed of two and a half. It's like I don't know what I'm rooting for if I'm looking at this. <laughs> like I always find that kid. I always find that a little confusing when when it's over under two and a half. You would just think in terms of numbers, but right. it's it's still a thing. Or the 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 verbiage, the whole thing always trips me up. No, I'm sure, especially me. I know that you're not alone. All right, let's look yeah. at Deontay Johnson, 75 and a half receiving yards, six and a half receptions. Yeah, so Deontay Johnson, we have him over slightly on those numbers. Uh, we have him for 6.8 catches, 79 receiving yards. The, the key thing here with the Pittsburgh Steelers is, well, a couple of things. Number one, Ben Roethlisberger sucks, and it's hard to rely on him. Uh, but also there's no Juju Smith Schuster for the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. So that has definitely increased the overall workload assumed from Deontay Johnson. He's been a target monster this year. And then something else from Deontay Johnson, he's catching the ball this year. He did have one drop last week, but it was his first drop of the season. And generally he's been really shorthanded. If you remember last year, there were some people who didn't think Deontay Johnson was good at all, even though he put up good fantasy stats because of the amount of drops that he had, but it's been less of an issue this year. And once again, no Juju Smith-Schuster, more targets going to him from Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I feel a little bit better about the over for receptions, but, but I think over for, for uh, receiving yards receptions both look fine. All right, let's look at Chase Claypool. And you mentioned there as far as the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster, you get Pat Fryermuth in the mix. We'll get to him coming up at the tight end position. But the only other option we have here is... Chase Claypool and a little lesser as far as the numbers here from Deontay Johnson. Claypool is at 60 and a half receiving yards, four and a half receptions. I'm going to have to take the under for receptions. Chase Claypool, we have him projected for 3.82. And there's a massive amount of upside in Claypool, especially in, in the red zone and as a, as a, as a deep ball threat. But he's really inconsistent. I think yeah. he's a little bit too reliant on the home run play. So just looking through his game log so far this year, he's had some games where he has massively high reception totals, like two weeks ago, eight catches, a week before that, nine catches, but then or, uh, eight targets, nine targets. But in those games, he only caught three of eight targets and five of nine targets last week, two receptions. So overall this year, he has 39 receptions and he's just been more likely to hit the, the under than the over. When he hits the over, he goes way over, but that doesn't really matter for this. We're just looking at a yes, no proposition. And he's probably like 60, 65% likely to hit the under. And it doesn't really matter as much if the times that he hits the over, it's, it's like double what the prop is. Yeah, that's a great point because I, I've had this conversation with people on Odd Shopper where, for example, we have the play at 66 of an X win to go under the three and a half receptions, even though NHA has them at four and a half. 
even though the projection is at 3.8, well, that's based a lot on the average, but the play is telling you what you just laid out, which is don't trust the volatility, especially because more often than not, he's going under. He's just overs. And to paraphrase what you were saying, he is going over, but he's crushing those overs few and far between. So it's kind of a trap unless you're looking at it a little deeper as you laid out. Yeah. And also if people are curious about how those numbers are calculated. We're running simulations and the average projection, just this is what the average projection is. But per the simulation, you're going to find that there's going to be games, especially with certain players, there's a lot of volatility. So you could have somebody who's projected for, let's say, an average projection of four receptions, but that could mean you ran three simulations and you had zero, zero, 12. The average comes out to be four, but that upper echelon is still really high. So that's that's how it's actually calculated, if, if that all follows. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it does for me. So if it does for me, I'm assuming a lot of people out, the majority of people are, are nodding in agreement. Like, yes, we get it. All right. So we've got the tight end position here. And a reminder for you all out there to hit that thumbs up button, please. If you haven't already ribbit, we appreciate the comment and make sure you're subscribed across the board, the DFS, the odds and the season long fantasy football channel. Let's start with Friar Muth brought him up earlier. We have him at 40 and a half receiving yards, four and a half receptions coming into this game on no house advantage. Yeah, so he's been kind of a revelation this year for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you remember there was was it the first primetime game of the season where Fryermuth, you know, we've had this run of showdown slates this year that have just been busted by tight ends or yeah. backup tight ends. We had a slate where Fryermuth, nobody had rostered him and he caught one or two touchdown pass and kind of broke the slate at really low ownership. Ever since then, he's been a pretty popular DFS option. Here's the issue, though. These numbers just look accurate to me. They're right about in line with what we have projected, the, the, the projections compared to the overrunners and no house advantage. So Fryermuth, to me, we've had a lot of players we pointed out as being ones that we like to value on. I'm good with staying away from them, and I'll take my shots elsewhere. Yeah, again, you know, it comes up each and every week where you remind us either verbally or through action like now where you don't have to play everything here, especially since we're only building seven and using seven slots on our slate each week. So by all means, if there's something that you don't like or you want to stay as far away from just because it's too sharp, Based on our predictions, that's a perfect way here in Friermuth. On the other side, we have Tyler Conklin and a little lower numbers than Friermuth, but expected to be a little less involved, even with the absence of Thielen. Or maybe that's enough for you to to bump him up as far as your expectations. Again, no Thielen. So we have Conklin at thirty five and a half receiving yards and three and a half on the receptions number. Like the over for receptions, we have Tyler Conklin projected for 4.2. And the, the key oh. here is there's there's extra targets to go around with without Adam Thielen in the picture. So it's not quite the same kind of value that we're getting on KJ Osborne, but it's some of the same logic applies. So I do think as a lower confidence interval play, there, there's reason to look at the over receptions with Tyler Conklin and maybe even in the red zone too, because Adam Thielen is a massive target for Kirk Cousins in the red zone. He doesn't have that to fall back on now. Yeah, nothing on the receiving yards just because there's no feeling or, or is it too volatile? Uh, just because I like the receptions a lot better. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You can only play one here. See? All right. Understandably so. You see? You see? <laughs> so are you happy? Are you good with that ticket that Tyler built? Or do you want him in the limited time that we have to destroy it and build it all over again? 
listen, my intuition says that we should make him destroyed and build it all over again, but I know we have an out because there's another show on the channel after us, so I'll, I'll let Tyler be. Look, even if it's you justifying it, you know, <laughs> the fact that you have a heart is a good sign, Craig. <laughs> yeah, it's a black one, but it's there. It's working. That's right. As long <laughs> as it's pumping. Well, thanks to Tyler. And hopefully we didn't make you work too hard. At least Greg did, by all means. Thanks to you all out there. Really take advantage of this promo code that we have for you. It's awesome. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. We just built you a winning ticket. You can go to No House Advantage. Our projections are free. We do this NFL show each and every week on Tuesdays. Myself and Terry are doing the NBA A1. There are optimal lineups that you can use as well, where we, Alex and Awesome, are just telling you, shouting at you, hey, play these guys tonight, play this lineup, and you'll win some money. So use our code, and we're going to match your first deposit up to $25 at G Ehrenberg DFS for Greg on Twitter at Shader Show for me. All right, my friend, I'll see you soon. And thanks as always. Yeah, man. Good luck, everybody.